0: Welcome into to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's is locally owned and operated with over a thousand varieties of beer. They have wines from around the world, fine single malts, and rare whiskies. Download their app today and use promo code FIRST10 to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. They have two convenient locations in Centennial and in Highlands Ranch. Now, let's jump into the show. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with... Andre Simone, so true. And there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, we gotta get through all of the previews for the national championship game. Uh, so championships, championships. That's right. Ah, we don't discriminate here. That's right. And uh, we would never. The FCS national championship isn't the only FCS talk we have planned for today.
1: Yeah, that's right. New segment bringing forward uh, lots of news. Maybe mocking the top 15 picks. So we've got lots yeah. to do, and we might as well jump in right away. Might as well. Uh, So the big news
0: to Tagovailoa is going to the NFL.
1: Great call by him. You think so? Great call. Yeah, we kind of talked about it on the pod last week. Um, sounds like he's pretty confident that he'll return fairly healthy and be able to even hit the field next year but it's just too risky like what if the injury held him back and he doesn't play next year in college that could have really sunk his stock um it just seemed like too risky to stay yep as much as Alabama's definitely trying to bring the band back i yep. didn't know that this had happened in last week's pod but Jedrick Wills the right tackle is highly ranked by many he is the clear he has declared
0: as has Henry Ruggs yes
1: big news Um, Big target for the Broncos.
0: Not Devontae Smith, though.
1: Not Devontae Smith. Massive bummer.
0: It is a Uh, bummer. Where do you think he's going to get drafted next year? Like He's got to be a first-rounder, right?
1: Yeah, next year's going to be interesting. You'd think he'd be a first-rounder, but again, he won't be the highest-rated prospect at his own position on his own team.
0: And he doesn't have Tua Tagovailoa. Right.
1: So who knows? So it'll be interesting. Um, I do like Waddle a lot. I do think mm-hmm. he's a first rounder. He's kind of on that border for of the first round even in this class that's loaded at receiver. I think we we're kind of thinking, you know, late first, early second, like a top 50 pick, yep. which is still pretty darn good. Um, but, yeah, the big news was Tua. This is great news for the Broncos because it'll push guys like Ruggs, Wills so on and so forth down the board. One more spot. Yep. Essentially, assuming Tua is a top
0: 15 pick, which we all anticipate him being. Yeah. Essentially, it just bumps the Broncos up one spot in the draft because they aren't after him anyway.
1: Yeah. And we'll get into this some in the mock, which we can jump into right away because it'll help us cover some of these topics anyways. Yeah. But, uh, the AFC, a conference that already has guys like Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, um, yeah, Lamar Jackson, obviously, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, all these intriguing young quarterbacks will probably be adding Joe Burrow. Yeah. Will probably be adding Tua Tagovailoa, who seems destined to be a Dolphin. He really who does. Who knows? Maybe the Chargers pull the trigger on Herbert. <laughs> you I know. know. Huh? I, I think
0: we'd so, all be happy about that.
1: The Yeah, truly. So the young QBs in the AFC just get more and more interesting for us. Um and, I mean, that's just fun. It's fun to have a conference with all these, like...
0: I know, Could you imagine if it all... I mean, Tua could end up going to the Chargers, too.
1: Yeah, he could. And then
0: Herbert, you never know. He could be a Raider if that's the way things fall. Uh, it's, uh, a, it's a stretch. That's not it's a, a, a terrible call,
1: though. I mean, that, that would be in the realm of possibilities. Um, interesting enough, Herbert will be um, at the Senior Bowl, something we were advocating for. Yep. So and I think that's a good call by him, Jalen Hurts.
0: Jalen Hurts as well.
1: That makes it... Quite interesting. Yeah, that's quite be interesting group a with Montez already exactly. in there, uh, Shea Patterson already in there, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Lots of guys with a lot to prove um, and a big opportunity.
0: What do you think having those two there does for the other guys who've already committed Shea Patterson, Stephen Montez? Do you think it makes it easier for those guys to? To to prove themselves to scouts because they're right next to these top end talents. Yep. Or do you think it'll just make the differences more clear and kind of knock them down? Or does it not matter at all?
1: Well, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, they'll certainly get the reps at the Senior Bowl. They do a good job of splitting reps, you know. Okay. Um, really divvying it up. Uh, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder, though, and I think I think like Shea Patterson could be a guy that's kind of hurt by it. Because in shorts where he can't dance around and kind of do some of the stuff that make him a little more unique, you know, he's kind of like a poor man's Johnny Manziel, that's going to hurt him. Hurts might be hurt in that type of setting. And maybe even Justin Herbert. See, Herbert, Montez, Love have enough arm talent to maybe show off in shorts. Flash, yep. But you got to be consistent. Or you're gonna get knocked like Josh Allen, who missed a net, and all of a sudden, is that video is going viral, and you know, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's an interesting crop of of guys. They just keep adding more and more people, um, and then the big news, like we minutes ago, yeah, like we're lucky that the I had to re plug in our USB cord and restart the the pod because right as we were about to go on, Jake from surprise to me has declared for the NFL draft.
0: And where do you think he falls uh, in in these like uh, quarterback lists? So Joe Burrow first. Yep. Two a second. Yep. Justin Herbert still third, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that tier with Jordan Love, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Hurts is in there too. Right. You think Hurts is in right. that tier?
1: For me he is. Okay. For me he is. I could see how people have him kind of in the next tier um Fromm's just an interesting one because he I just get so much like Jake Browning vibes, where uh. he was on a top program, was very successful from his freshman season on, but the more you watch Georgia, the just like the more you watched Washington with Browning, the more I and I think a lot of people felt like he was more the reason he was more holding them back from like w- Taking that next step Be- and being a national championship. Because it's an elite team. Because right. if you
0: look at the roster outside of quarterback, that's a top five team Absolutely. in the country. And you don't necessarily have a top five quarterback to match that.
1: Right. Right. It almost felt like they were having to overcome some of his shortcomings rather than him leading them because he's yeah. so naturally talented. Um, so it's, it's surprising. I think Jacob Eason is less surprising. He's also declared... Uh, but uh, you know the the quarterback class just got a little a little more full, and that top five or six is pretty interesting to see where everyone falls. Now, one guy who's going back to school is Sam Ellinger out of Texas. And I think that's a good call by him. I do too. I Not mean, surprising, he, but there was so call.
0: much hype before the season. I know there was so much hype
1: with me kind of leading the way on that. I'll, I'll admit, <laughs> <all> admit it. <laughs>
0: that's true. Uh, but but he really, I mean we see this more with quarterbacks than so many other positions like sometimes you get a little bit of it in basketball but there's just this hype that isn't warranted mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. like it's it's a guy who has like a, a, a cool background out of high school like like um uh, Jake Fromm, for example, yep, yeah, who, yeah. who has all that, and he kind of rides that, and that boosts his profile, right. and he gets treated differently because of it. Um, you look right. at basketball, I mean, you look at a Laker. Kyle Kuzma is totally overvalued in the media's eyes compared to what he does. But because he's a Laker, because he's in the spotlight, he gets that same attention. It's the same thing sure. that happens with a lot of these quarterbacks. And those are the guys that really scare me.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. Now, there, there are things to like about Fromm. Yeah. pretty cerebral quarterback, mm-hmm. fairly good decision maker. Um already groomed in a more pro style attack. Mm-hmm. But man, he played again. he played behind one of the best offensive lines in the country. And I have I have concerns about how his mobility and athleticism will hold him back. Does he have that arm talent to make all the throws and really thread the needle against NFL defenses um yeah, it's a tough fit, and that's that's the weird thing fit. for
0: me. That's that's what makes it so fun. We kind of I mentioned this on Twitter, but this quarterback class, like we said, there's a clear number one, a clear number two, a clear number three, and then things are start to get interesting after mm-hmm. that, where you have um, a Jake Fromm, who I think you described really well, and you have to decide between him and a guy like Jacob Eason, who's almost the exact opposite. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. The if you combine the understand? two, they might be
1: the top prospect in the country, right?
0: And might maybe the best prospect in a while, <laughs> right? But right. but you just don't have that combination. So these yeah. teams have to start making decisions there. Uh, but that just isn't the case in the top three, where it's just so clear there aren't many debates to have. Right. Then it's those two guys we talked about. Then Jalen Hurts in that same tier, who's yeah. something totally different. Yeah, he's so mobile. It's it it's go, going to be very telling. Um, I think. Of where the NFL is headed, when we get to see
1: Mm -hmm. how they pick through these different players, right, right. Like, has a guy like Fromm, like who maybe would have gone early second five ten years ago, Mm -hmm. does he drop a bit because he's he's lacking some of that flash of the other like exciting young quarterbacks we have in the AFC, for example? Yeah, and does somebody decide?
0: you know what, I'd love Jacob Eason. Let's take him at 16 and uh, we can just put him in an RPO offense, make things easy, have him throw a couple bombs and not right. worry so much about whether he can right. pick up an NFL offense.
1: Yeah, could be. And, of course, those guys' uh, stories intertwined when Eason exactly. was like the top <laughs> recruit, but then Fromm supersedes him, and Eason leaves Georgia. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting call. I guess Fromm probably figured, you know, it's not going to get much better than this.
0: I, I would agree with him. Might so, as well get to the NFL, get your paycheck right, when you can. Right. I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, I could, I could see him following falling to the third round. Oh, absolutely. Maybe further if things don't go well. But as of right now, he looks like an early second yeah, okay. mid
1: second someone like that. Um that's probably a little higher than where all have him ranked. You know, I think the low end is a Jake Browning someone like that. Yeah. I think maybe you know, if his floor is Jake Browning, his his mid kind of average most projections like Andy Dalton. Okay. And maybe his high end is mace was telling me like matt ryan i mean i don't think he's as physically gifted but someone who could kind of do something along those lines
0: yeah and again we don't really know because the way that the nfl evaluates quarterbacks is changing so quickly could be jalen hurts who runs up the draft boards because they just want that mobility Mm -hmm. um that's going to be a lot of fun to watch it all play out. And it's going to start at the Senior Bowl, which you will be at. Yep, and yep. Brandon Spano will be there. And Zach Stevens um, and Ryan Konigsberg. There's I mean, going to be a we'll whole see. crew getting all of these quarterbacks sorted out. Even though we really aren't interested in quarterbacks here in Denver. No, finally. That's pretty nice. Um, Want
1: to jump, jump into, into this mock draft? draft? I think yeah, we probably should. Let's do
0: it. Okay. Uh, we're going through the first 15 picks. Because uh, in case you haven't heard, the Broncos have the fifteenth pick in the draft. Um, welcome into the, your first ever draft podcast. If you haven't heard that,
1: yeah, truly, we appreciate you like listening to us before you even looked up the draft order. I think, that's <laughs> yeah, one.
0: yeah. Um,
1: okay, let's just so start with number one. Burrow one yep. done. I think Chase Young two. I you you have to right. Washington could trade. A, I think the market for Tua is going to heat up. I agree. So this could be kind of a prime pick. I think Chase Young is too good to risk oh, trading down. Really? Though. Yeah, because you get uh, a haul. You trade the number two. Say pick. you trade down, and Tua goes second to like Miami, who trades up. I think the Lions would take him at three. Probably. You can't mess around, or exactly. the Giants at four. You can't mess around. So this
0: has to be Chase Young, and and getting a guy like Okuda, and then another first round pick next year isn't worth it to you no okay there we go uh number three lions um and i totally agree with you by the way it's burrow one right, it's right. chase young 2 um they're kind of penciled in and see this is where things can get tough because it does start to depend on need a little bit uh yeah.
1: i mean i really think we should project Tua a going third overall
0: Just because you think somebody
1: trades up? I think someone trades up. I think, you know, the Dolphins can do whatever they want. They have so much draft capital. Yep. Um, You know, the other quarterback needy teams would be the Chargers, the Panthers, who just made a super splashy hire, and Matt Rule gave them a ton of money. They could be looking for a quarterback. Jags at nine, I suppose, but no one has the draft capital. The Dolphins have. And they're so close. Right.
0: They're at number five. So
1: want to say they do that? Yep. Let's say
0: the Dolphins trade up, take number three, and take uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Absolutely. Uh,
1: The Giants at number four. This is an interesting one. I could see them going with really any of the top guys. I mean, Derek Brown, Okuda. But I really think this comes down to Andrew Thomas or Jerry Judy.
0: Oh, interesting! You don't think it's Okuda? I was tempted by Okuda for them. I thought that maybe they would want that lockdown guy, but I guess with this offense, young quarterback,
1: you just want to give him the best chance possible to succeed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just lost—you know—you lost Odell Beckham Jr. They were kind of lacking for weapons a year ago, um, and this is one. Talking to Mace at the office, he was saying he gets, he gets a feeling that Judy will be there. I get more of a feeling that Judy might be a guy that gets nitpicked a little bit and drops. Well, Andrew Thomas, to me, has really kind of separated himself as the top guy. I was going to say the
0: exact same thing, um, especially because this is such a deep draft class at receiver. Yep. And as much as that means, you might as well take one of the good ones early because Mm -hmm. they're going to be devalued because of that. I don't think you can here.
1: Right. So I think it's Thomas breaking Broncos fans' heart, but... Like you have to trade up to basically top it's five not to even get a sniff at him. So this is the Lions who've now moved down. Um, they would love an edge rusher, not really one worth the value at this
0: pick. Snacks Harrison's retiring, right? I th- or, or yeah, there's like but a thing I
1: mean that that he's also been like kind of wandering. Like you know, like he's not a guy that would. Change the direction you go with in you round, don't think with so? a top five pick in round one,
0: so y- he doesn't make you more tempted to take Derek Brown and just have another I mean, guy to hold that. Derek down.
1: Brown's for sure in consideration, regardless of what you know, snaps yep. does. Um, I think Okuda's also in consideration. I like the
0: idea of pairing him with Slay.
1: And here's the thing like, they really want to play. That new age New England defense, where they're just gonna pre, they're just gonna mug you at the line, they're gonna trust their corners to just like play really sticky man defense down the sideline, and then they can kind of manufacture pressure and everything.
0: And that makes sense because again, their head coach is a
1: uh, right Bill Belichick disciple. So I do think Okuda in kind of an upset over Simmons and Brown or even an offensive lineman or a receiver is the pick here. I agree. Let's go for it. So Kuda goes number
0: five to Detroit, who made yeah. that trade earlier. Now,
1: number six. Chargers. The Chargers. I really think this is Justin Herbert. You do. I do. Uh, I could see it. I do. I don't think I just get the feeling like many do that rivers won't be back. Um it's an interesting, you know, in the AFC where we're adding all these young quarterbacks, you also have blue blood franchises like the Patriots, Steelers. Uh Chargers aren't a blue blood franchise but uh, you know, they've been set at quarterback for like our entire lives. Yep. Um are suddenly need quarterback, so I think there'll be a lot of movement for Herbert, I think the free agency class of quarterbacks will be interesting, but in the end, the Chargers need to like have an identity and make a splash. And I quarterbacks think, make splashes. Yeah, I think Herbert's a a pretty strong consideration here. That's who I'd take.
0: Okay, I agree. Uh, the tackles again, very tempting, but yeah, you just yeah. good point. You just have to. Get your guy.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, the the Panthers will be vying to kind of move up and maybe take Herbert or Tua. Mm. Um, But at seven, they're kind of stuck, and three quarterbacks are gone already. Um, I think Derek Brown, while they've made picks like this before, just seems like they're kind of dude. Yep. Um, It'll be interesting to see who Matt Rule hires as his offensive and defensive coordinators.
0: Yeah. Yep, I think that makes sense.
1: But I think Brown's kind of penciled in right here. Um, He's just too good. Yeah, yeah. It, I think this is about his, his floor, about as far as he'll mm. drop. Um, now the Cardinals.
0: And Cardinals so, so are interesting. This is almost like year two of being the Dolphins for them, and that they, they added a bunch of those receivers. They added a whole bunch of things that you really like. That's um, something that the Dolphins are going to have a chance to do this year, depending yep. on how they use those draft picks if they just try to trade up. And I do think that here is where they just get an offensive lineman. I think that they're probably pretty you happy do, with huh? the combination of receivers that they have. There's just a couple pieces away from making it a real offense, uh, assuming Kyler Murray continues to develop. Right. I um, mean, the
1: stats were promising of what they were able to do offensively. but
0: Yep. Yeah. So I say probably just patch one of those holes up front. and mm, Get a little bit better. What are you thinking?
1: I was thinking, I while it's far from their top need, I could easily see them going wide receiver oh, and okay. feeling like we're losing Fitzpatrick. It's true. We need to play with Fitzgerald. F- for, uh, Fitzgerald, yeah. F- uh, duh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who I was thinking of. Um, no offense to Larry Fitz, of course, one of the greatest. Um, but I could see them, you know, we're losing Fitzgerald. We don't have a true number one. It's true. We do have Isabella and Christian Kirk, who we like, mm-hmm. but we need that true number one outside. And you've got a stud and C.D. Lamb kind of staring you in the face.
0: Yeah, and so you think that because he's the number one, you would rather have him than a Jerry Judy?
1: Uh yes. And you could unite, you know, C.D. with Kyler again. Which I think isn't bad. they would both really like that. But to me, C.D. is the top guy and will be the top guy as we start nit nitpicking these guys more. Okay, I, I think that logic is good too. You're down, huh? Let's let's go for it. Okay, uh, cool. I'm happy with that. The Jags, Jags are interesting. Um, crazy that they're kind of bringing back their whole staff. I could see them going Judy um, to pair with DJ Chark. That'd be a great combination. Would be. I could also see them going with Isaiah Simmons yep. and pairing him with uh, Miles Jack, yep. who would really give you a ton of versatility. I don't really think there's a wrong answer, as we talked about on the last show with Simmons and kind of in the past with Judy. I could see both dropping just a bit, but this is about as far as they drop. Um, I'm really kind of split 50-50. Do you have a feeling one way or another? You know, the quarterback situation
0: makes me a little bit scared.
1: Yeah, oh, it should. <laughs> and,
0: and I think that the way that this team has kind of developed over the last few years and having that defensive identity or trying to have that defensive identity, mm-hmm. if I were them, actually, no. If I put myself in their shoes and try to think like they will, I think that they want to have that defensive identity mm. and maybe bringing in a guy like Jerry Judy isn't the best decision just because you aren't sure that you're going to be able to get him the ball. As much as you would like early on.
1: Yeah. I mean, they want to run more spread with the two quarterbacks they have. Okay. And DJ Chark can be your, you know, your vertical field stretcher, and Judy could kind of feast off that space space underneath. Um, and they're bringing back an offensive coach. So Mm. I would be leading just a tad towards Judy. Um, but I yeah, think a lot I of mean, it comes down to. I almost feel like Simmons and Jack are redundant. I, I think that's some exactly people it. think they could work together. I feel like. Eh, and do you need to, th- You know, right? Th- no, you really don't. What we like about Simmons is that
0: he's kind of a safety, and oh, yeah. you know, you might as well just kind of bring a safety down the spot, down in the box, if if you have one, right? Because you already have a mobile linebacker,
1: you know. Right. You and don't have guys like that, like Jonathan Cyprian mm-hmm. and what have you, and. I mean, and they, they have more picks coming, so maybe, you know, and you've lost Jalen Ramsey, so maybe that's another thing that comes into play where you're like, eh. Oh, no, man, I really could go. It's kind of a coin toss. Um, I say let's go Judy, though. Okay. Just get the vibe. That's. And now to the Browns. I think this is an easy pick. It's Jedrick Wills or Tristan Wirfs. Yep. Um,
0: I was thinking the same thing. They want that Joe Thomas replacement. Right. They have all the weapons on offense. Right. It just turns out football is still about being big and bulky up front, yeah. and you can't just ignore that by having Jarvis Landry and OBJ and these running backs and quarterback. And I think that it's pretty clear, at least everybody on the outside, you never know what the Browns, they could do something
1: Well, we don't even know who their coach will be. True,
0: true. Um, But, yeah, tackle has to be where yeah. they're
1: going and and for great value i mean this is a dream scenario for them yeah to have the the second and third best tackles uh, by for most people's rankings uh drop to them is pretty nice so it's really just a choice of wills who seems to be liked by most or tristan wirfs who to me has more upside yep um and is a guy we prefer wills it is well, huh? i think wills yep, yep. sounds good Uh, Of course, this is a mock. This isn't, we're projecting what these teams will do rather than what we would do with their picks. Um, Always worth remembering. Kind of the disclaimer that goes into all mocks. Now the Jets. The Jets. um, Hmm. O-line help, edge rushers, wide receivers. Uh, You know, you can go a lot of waves. To me, given those needs... Clearly the best player available for them is Tristan Wirfs.
0: I think so. And I, I a, totally agree there. It's a
1: heartbreaker. We'd love for him to drop to 15, but I just don't, think, don't see that happening. Especially because
0: Epinesa isn't a, not a, a true, true edge. Rusher, yeah, right. he's he's more right. of a maybe interior guy.
1: Yeah, he's more of a five technique than a three-four.
0: Exactly. And he's not just going to be your monster Khalil Mack, Von Miller. Right. He's right. more right. of a— Even
1: Yannick Ngakwe, that kind of guy. Yeah. He's different. Yep. Though. Oh, man, I think we're in for a heartbreaker on this next pick, too. And it's why, while it's great to beat the Raiders, um, lose winning <laughs> against them kind of stings because now they're picking three picks ahead of you and we'll end up with one of Bronco, Bronco Land's favorite countries since we're doing that now. I do,
0: too. And the good news is I'm starting to cool off on Henry Ruggs. Yeah, same. Yeah, I know he, he he seemed like a lot of fun, but and again, we're I mean he is a lot of fun. Like
1: yes. I'll be ecstatic if the Broncos are able to get him. It, it would be definitely so so much fun.
0: But at the same time, the more you dig in, the more you realize, you know, it's not just about having potential 4 two speed. Right. There's a lot more to playing receiver, well, like you being bet. able to run routes and being able to catch footballs. And those are two things that he has not been able to do consistently. Or as
1: as consistently as you like. Running, I think, is intriguing. Hands aren't terrible. You aren't worried about the drops. I'm not. Um, I mean, his value really lies in the space he creates, whether he's catching the ball or not. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. You know, but he's Desha- Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he can be what Will Fuller has been for the Texans. Yep. You know, like that guy is. His hands are terrible. Yeah. But he's huge for them because he opens up that space for everyone else. He just isn't a
0: good fantasy football player. Right. And, uh, right. Exactly. That's what matters in 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, it reminds uh, me of
1: Tory Smith way back when who drew all the PIs in the world. Mm. But if he was on your fantasy team, yeah, he wasn't really giving you anything. I'm not a big fantasy football um, guy. Um, Simmons could be in play here too. A corner yep. could be in play sure. here too. And, and I
0: think uh, there, as much as it seems like Henry Ruggs is just your true – like Raiders pick just a speedy receiver and sure he has flaws but he's still going to be a mid first round guy because he is potentially the fastest receiver to ever go to the combine there's a chance that's a freak very much on the board he's a freak he he just feels like Raiders guy but at the same time John Gruden wants to play football football you know know. bring it back and that's why having a linebacker Having having a cornerback who can force other teams yeah. to run, like yeah. you know, he isn't necessarily the flashiest offensively when it comes to his coaches. I'm not sure he does want to spread things out, but still, Henry Ruggs just fits. Still yeah. stretching He'd the love, field, right? He'd love out. that space, yep.
1: that added space that Ruggs would give him because that just opens up Ruggs, everything. You know?
0: Five ten, ten yards downfield, yeah. um, which is where he wants to work. And right. so, yeah, I agree.
1: You just have to go Ruggs. I agree. Colts. Colts are really interesting, man, because they could use more help at wide receiver next to T.Y. What they really need is a quarterback. Brissett's going to be and free agent. The um, way
0: the draft process works, there's a good chance that at least one of these quarterbacks is going to rise. We've talked about yeah, kind of that. Yeah. O- honestly, the fourth tier yeah. behind three players who are each their own tier. I kind of expect one of those guys to run the board, whether it's, Jordan Love or Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason, all these guys we talked about. Jalen yeah. Hurts, you never know if he really does look like he has the accuracy
1: to be an NFL right. guy. I mean, Frank Rex had success with spread guys like Wentz, Foles, but even made someone who has, you know, some nice raw tools like Jacoby Brissett work out. Um, and Jordan Love can kind of fit all those profiles. I think... Jordan Love could be a surprise pick this early. I don't know that I'd mock that necessarily because it is such a surprise. That might be something that we mock two months from
0: now once we start to see the rise coming. But projecting right now, you just can't do it. Right.
1: I think, man, I hate to say it, but I think both T. Higgins and LaVisca Chennault are very much in play.
0: I do too. I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see which of those guys goes First, right rises um, up, and with rugs too. I mean, we didn't really bring up the other options at receiver with the Raiders, just because rugs is very much
1: that feels like the Raiders top prototype,
0: three. right? Like he, they want the speed guy, but yeah, T. Higgins, you know, big guy.
1: I, know. I he he would those compliment T Y Hilton well.
0: Yep, but sh- show, so would Lavisca Chenault, and I then know. you bring in that versatility as well. But the
1: injury concerns make right.
0: it a, a conversation here. Right.
1: Um, and I think Swift is in this conversation, even though running back ah. might need, might not be the biggest need. I think Swift is so talented, he might not be exactly. Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. but he can do a lot of what those guys do for you and kind of be a unique weapon where a a creative, smart team like the Colts would consider someone like
0: that. And again, that also makes LaVisca Chenault very much in play, for those those same reasons. absolutely. And that almost makes me think, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. This could be a trade down, I know, me too. This could be a real trade down situation too, Mm -hmm. because when we talk about it, what we're really saying is the Colts just need skill guys. And right now, there's there's a few there that I'm sure they like, and there's going to be a few more that are upcoming. Yeah, good point. With so many needs on that team, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to just pick up a couple more picks, get back to around 20, and take wh- whichever these guys falls.
1: Yeah, and the way they... I mean, they're a smart drafting team. That's yep. exactly the kind of thing they would do. I think at this pick though they're taking Lavisca Chenault, with how things fell.
0: I think so. I think that that makes a lot of sense.
1: We won't be doing that thing that mock drafters do, where they kind of cheat and let the guy they want their team to pick drop. This time, yeah. This time,
0: maybe maybe yeah. next week yeah. or the week right. after we've we're gonna got, have to go. We've through got options. The ideal Broncos draft. Yeah. Um, um, fourteen now, one pick away from the Broncos, and there's still some interesting names. On the board, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, mm-hmm. Christian Fulton, AJ Epinesa, Grant Delpit, uh, yeah. you know there there are some options. Trayvon Diggs, who I'm excited to talk about here in the yeah. next pick, um, it's it's, it's like going to be for tough. The
1: Bucs, someone like Epinesa might be a nice, though maybe not the super duper most natural pick. Yep, could feel pretty nice. Um, you know, having him and. Uh, Shaq Barrett on there. You know, you could do a lot worse assuming they're able to keep Shaq. Yeah. You also, this is another team who could be kind of under the radar um, considering a quarterback like Jordan Love at this point. Yep. Um, Jacob Eason feels very much like a Bruce Arians kind of guy. It's just crazy to me that people think that Jameis Winston could
0: stick around after, I mean, sure, 30 touchdown season, but also the 30 interceptions. I know. That makes it tough. I I, you, I, I hear think they you. have to be looking at quarterback again. One of these guys could rise up. Um, I like Jordan Love there, kind of. Sure.
1: Is that what you just said? I was saying Eason. I oh, think you like Eason, Eason for Bruce yeah. Arians could really fit. Um, um, But with the kind of Todd Bowles uh, 3-4 defense they play, I think Epinesa is going to be really intriguing for them.
0: Yep. And I think that that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Uh, That's where I was leaning yeah, I think so that that's really, I really mean, good news. Eleven for the Broncos. through
1: fourteen, somewhat tough picks for Denver. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you know, Wirfs, Rugg, Chenault, even Epinesa, those okay. are all guys you kind of hoped. I agree. Would have been around.
0: The for way you. it falls also means that Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is still is on the still board. There.
1: That was one of the my dream scenarios, right? Yep. And um,
0: And the way we've this was not planned at all, by the way. Oh no, absolutely. This is just the way things fell.
1: When we were telling someone on Twitter, who was saying like he'd be our ideal pick, like eh, I'm not I don't know sure if it could happen. and then yet yeah, that's we'll what we're mocking again. right here. So with the Buccaneers,
0: the pick before, you know they have they Devin drafted White. Devin White, so right. he's not going there. Before that is the right. Colts, right. you know with Darius Leonard, you know you don't right. necessarily yep. need absolutely. another monster linebacker, absolutely, and. It kind of feels like if you can just get him slipping a little bit, if if you can get him out of the top 10, then there's definitely a path.
1: Yep. In a sense, it feels like the Raiders pick could really swing what the Broncos do. And they if they could have considered rugs. Simmons, they could have considered Chennault. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure.
0: And Epinesa, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If, if, you <laughs> if you look through, you know, number one, Joe Burrow, don't really need the quarterback, Chase Young, whatever. But then once you get down to this uh, number seven, Derek Brown, a guy the Broncos would love to see fall. Number yeah. eight, CeeDee Lamb, a guy the Broncos would love. Jerry Judy, a guy they'd love. Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs, the tackles that you'd like. Yeah. Henry Ruggs, Leviska Chenault, AJ Epinesa. These are all guys who, if they're the one who falls, are going to be very much right. in the conversation.
1: Yeah, it's really like picks one through six. It's like, meh. meh. I mean, sure, Okuda would have been great. Andrew Thomas would be amazing, but, but unrealistic. unrealistic. Seven through 14, it's like, oh, boy, that, that would have been nice in Denver.
0: And... The way that 7th through 14 falls, w- I don't really have a least favorite of those guys. You know? Uh, right, I, right. I think that... Jedrick Wills is probably my least favorite. I think that that's really fair. Um,
1: And I was saying that on Twitter. Then it might be Epinesa. Recently. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was also I mean, my number two. I don't know if we talked about this enough, but Wills kind of got his butt kicked in that Michigan game. Huh. He did not look good, man. I mean, and that's my concern is, like, in pass pro, I don't know. I have, I have some real questions um, that he's got the goods of a top 15 pick who you're drafting to be your franchise left tackle and, and, uh, when I, he played I, right tackle in college. Yes, and I love the idea of
0: getting a tackle I, I, at this top 15 spot because that really is the need. That's been one of the problems. That's what we've been harping on. Just yeah. get Garibalds out of there. Get, right. Get uh, just start adding players and see who fits when you piece together your five best guys. Have guys coming off the bench who, when somebody gets hurt, when things aren't going well for right. somebody, and you can plug them in. Just try. Yeah. But these aren't necessarily the guys, outside of Andrew Thomas,
1: who I necessarily want to see there, which yeah. is too bad. Um, I mean, you would have Austin Jackson, Mikai Beckton, guys like that. Too, I l- too high at this point. I, I totally agree. Mackay Becton, a freak,
0: and I think that he does rise Mekhi to the Becton's draft process. Legit a freak. Yeah, it's,
1: he's like what
0: three seventy. He's like mammoth sized. It's it's um, and it, again a little bit scary, honestly. Um, if you follow right, me on Twitter, you've heard a lot
1: of these you takes. worry that maybe he's not like a fit. I mean, not even maybe. He's just not a great fit in a zone blocking scheme. But we've talked about how, you know, with left tackles, that's less important. It's more Protect about... Protect the quarterback. But yeah, he's 6'7",
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah. That's um, like... I mean... That's I can't bigger than the two of us put together. Yeah. And I've been... I'm Easily like on bigger. my holiday weight. Like I, <laughs> I have too. I've been packing it on. But yeah. My he's, goodness. He's bigger than the two I'm of us Thinking
0: about on. that...
1: Um. So really, you know. He's
0: got like 50 pounds on two of me. <laughs>
1: right. Simmons is staring us in the face. Um, I, I
0: mean, that has to be the pick, but let's talk through it anyway.
1: Wide receivers like T. Higgins and Jefferson, you at least have that conversation. Yep. DeAndre Swift, to me, is good enough to where you have that conversation as well. Really, though, the only true contender to Simmons at this pick. Can I guess? Yeah. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs considered but not okay. a true contender to okay. me. To me, the other true contender is Javon Kinlaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: I see that for sure. I definitely see that because we've talked about the need for the interior pass rush. I think I don't see that as as much of a need though. You know, I almost see that as almost a luxury pick because, you know, you still have Von Miller and you still have Bradley Chubb. And the path to the Broncos' sure. success has been just this monster pass rush that's just totally unstoppable. But when <laughs> it hasn't been unleashed, though, because exactly. you are missing those
1: guys inside.
0: Yep, and 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 recently that hasn't been what's been happening, like you say, but that's not necessarily, like, the key to winning. Right. And and it maybe right. it is for the Broncos because that's kind of how things stack up. Like, maybe your goal should be just unlock these outside pass mm-hmm. rushers. And I could totally see that, but at the same time, you have good guys there. You're going to get at least a little bit of a pass rush every single game, and there are going to be times when Bradley right. Chubb takes over, Vaughn Miller takes over.
1: Yeah, and um, you like Draymond enough. I mean, and you know, and you're you'll probably going to get with Wolf. You'll see what happens. Shelby Harris. I think
0: you get one of those two back probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like what you see from M- Mike Purcell as a young guy. Sure, as you a know? nose tackle. Demarcus Walker is starting to. Yeah, look yeah. like a, You know, right. it's it's not like they're totally barren in there. Right. Um, and I could totally see upgrading that as being maybe a first round need because then all of a sudden you do have I mean, likely that monster pass
1: rush back. If Simmons wasn't around, I think like maybe Visca and Kinlaw is a more interesting conversation. Ah, uh. than Cause Simmons Kinlaw because Simmons, it's a, like man, th- a guy who can play what like four spots in your four two five, your nickel, which is your go to like either linebacker spot, either safety spot. Could be your nickel back. That's that's five positions in your serious. Your uh, not your base defense technically, but the defense you're in most often. What situation it allows you to move? What situation Kareem Jackson Do you not like
0: want him out there? um None. And h- how many guys is that true of? Very few. Yeah, I mean, few. very few. Not very many. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially like the inside linebackers now. That's just not the case. Right. You know, it, it, it's just so special to
1: have somebody who you trust yeah. out there. Yeah. But in a similar way that I think that uh, I mean, the concern is he's just the safety and that's your the best spot on your defense outside of edge rush.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's your concern. And, and, and also getting well, back to that is Shaq the
1: Thompson and he's not, like, a stud. The,
0: oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the Epinesa-Lavisca debate – the same way that I think that Epinesa really unlocks those pass rushers and lets yeah. you have them get going, I think that Visca unlocks an offense in the same way. Oh, I agree. Just because I of the agree. way that he mm-hmm. stretches them in so many different mm-hmm. ways and you can do so many different things. Yes. he's The way that Henry Ruggs just opens up space underneath, Visca creates a mismatch on every single mm-hmm. play. Yep. If you use him correctly, yep. if you bring him into the backfield when they try to match, match to up a corner... Hunt. And then, boom, you're way too big for them right. to tackle. Or they probably put a linebacker out there, and he says, actually, I have four-four-one right. speed, four-four-two speed. Let me just fly right. up the scene. Like, he unlocks that offense in the same way.
1: Well, and we talked about how, you know, that 49ers offense is really built around yak machines and Kittle, use check, Debo yep. Samuel. Yep. This guy, I mean, what a great fit that would be in that offense. Exactly. You know? But um, he's not on the board. He's not there. So it's Isaiah Simmons. We're not going to get cute. He's nope. staring us in the face. we have to. We take care of business.
0: Also, just to keep talking a tiny bit about that Trayvon Diggs thing, why do you not like it? Because I do think that he's a very good fit for the defense.
1: I think he's great.
0: Um, is, is it just Decent like, value. But not great value.
1: Right. Definitely not Simmons value. Not Simmons value. Not even Kinlaw value you for me. You don't think so, huh? And also um, – just this defense, you don't need that lockdown boundary guy with size. You mm-hmm. just need like a smart, smart, feisty, good tackling, high IQ, ball skills guy. Yeah, and, and I, those guys I, you can find later on. You don't need I to agree. spend the fifteenth pick on.
0: I do think that Trayvon Diggs does fit very well. Oh, I love um, him.
1: I think he's great. I think if this was still Wade Phillips' defense, oh, okay, then the conversations probably flipped. You're like, well, no. Wade's made Wade's made defenses work without having a stud inside linebacker. This Simmons would be a wasted pick. Yep. Give me that cornerback. And and so
0: if if it was, or give th-
1: me that interior D line.
0: Yeah. If this was the Wade Phillips defense, would you feel better about Christian Fulton then? Absolutely. Diggs? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And what about for the Broncos? Do you still like Fulton over Diggs?
1: No, I like lo- I like Diggs over okay. Fulton. I I um, agree. Yeah. Okay, that's some good in stuff. In a different defense. It's more of a conversation, but I still... uh, Diggs just has the edge on Fulton, period, based off the seasons they just came, had and are coming off of.
0: Okay, I, I I think so, too. Yeah. Um. So we went really long in the first segment.
1: We sure did, but that's okay. It is, because I think
0: that this was. I mean, this is really our first time doing this, doing the mock draft all mm-hmm. the way down to the Broncos, mm-hmm. seeing what, what it looks like. And Absolutely. honestly... I love a lot of these guys. I think Isaiah Simmons is a great value. I think that he's maybe best-case scenario, realistically. Mm. You know, I like a lot of these receivers, but you're not going to find a guy like Isaiah Simmons any later in the draft. Right. You know, in if, if you wind up in a similar spot in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, I don't think a guy like Isaiah Simmons is available at fifteen. No, probably not. This is this is probably
1: not. Prob- probably the latest he can go. As I said, we were all, you know, everyone was all in on the Devons. Like Simmons would have given had he declared last year, he would have given the Devons a real run for their money. Yeah. So and those were both yeah.
0: higher picks for sure. Right. Um so, and again, Epinesa, Visca, Rugs, Worf's & Wills, Judy. Like, there's there's going to be mm-hmm. somebody there who we're going to be probably, probably. in love with. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, that's going to do it for segment one. And before we get into some previews of the National Championship Games and a bunch of other things, uh, we, we want to tell you about our good friends at Breckenridge Brewery uh i'm gonna be drinking some breck beers tonight and i am really excited about it over at the watch party i'm not yeah. sure if you guys are gonna have a nuggets chance watch to watch party you yes. i'm not sure if you guys are gonna have a chance to listen to this before then um but at 5 30 we'll all be going over to sports column to watch the nuggets play the mavericks uh if you rsvp beforehand which a lot of people have we're gonna pack that place um you're gonna get your first breckenridge beer for free And you're also going to get uh, a chance to win a shirt, a chance to win some awesome Nuggets tickets. Uh, Hopefully, we see you there. Um, To get back to Breckenridge Brewery, Uh, um, the best. Which beer do you think I should have tonight, Dre?
1: I mean, if you can, let's Strawberry Sky. I think it has to be the Strawberry Sky.
0: Uh I that's been like a weird thing for me because from the people who've tried it, everybody says that's my favorite. But from the people who haven't tried it, they just said, well, we can't even find it anywhere.
1: It, it kind of is the elusive uh, beer. It is. Yeah. If you haven't yeah.
0: tried it yet, definitely check it out. It's a little bit more summery for people who get really snobby about their beers. But for the rest of us who just like good beers, it's uh, the perfect beer for pretty much any situation. Um, I also want to tell you about Bojo's Pizza which is essentially oh, yeah. the best oh, place to uh, find
1: pizza in Colorado. How great was that when we had the company uh, company holiday get-together at it? I mean, just delicious pizza.
0: And I was in Montana.
1: Oh, you missed that. So it. I still I haven't tried Bojo's. I've just oh, heard. Wow. So, Dre, can oh. you
0: tell us what, what makes Bojo's Pizza so special?
1: No, it's outstanding. I mean, they've got a great variety. You know, it's real like Colorado pies is kind of their deal. So okay. you're getting that kind of stuff. Then they have... You know, their shtick is their crust, which is really exquisite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice... Because they put honey in it. Yes, and then they have, and I believe it's like locally sourced oh, honey. Yeah. Oh, of course. On the table that you can add on to it. And it's just like a completely different experience. Did you put honey on top of the honey I crust? I did. How I much? Did. Mm, you know, I'm I'm not pouring it on like Ryan does. Oh, is, oh. You know. uh, Ryan's a big honey guy dude like big honey i guy. didn't even know that was a thing yeah it's a big honey guy
0: i know um, and i tried it too because like i, I stayed with him for a couple days when i first got down right, here this summer right and again just h- a lot of honey and so then when i ended up in my own apartment i got some honey and i've used it like twice since like i just don't yeah. even know what the situation is that's
1: the problem with honey
0: i know yeah it's great in theory and so if you have a craving for honey
1: yeah, go to Bojos. But you then don't know how to satisfy this great, Bojos. Great like salad bar. That's amazing. It's just like a fine, uh, a wonderful fine dining experience with some really good pizza.
0: They also have four dollar happy hours in select locations. They have gluten free crusts, uh, plant based options. It's uh, the best place. Allie
1: was able to get a pizza with like no cheese or lactose because she has trouble with that. How many so, people I mean, wanted to split that with super her? Super accommodating. No one. No. No one. <laughs> no one. Because no. We one. had some amazing <laughs> pizzas. Otherwise, <laughs> I was really impressed by their like. Um, I don't know if it was a thinner crust, but they had like mm. a, a margarita pizza, which was uh, really that good. That sounds like you. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right up my <laughs> alley. Um, I've never
0: had one of those before. Uh, you should try. I should.
1: They had like a great like green. Pepper pizza that was, like, off the chains. That's the one that everyone loved. Um, So, yeah, man, just great variety, great pizza, really fine people. And, I mean, local. Frankly, we're kind of honored that they're partnering. I know. know. Also,
0: Illegal beats now.
1: I know. That's amazing.
0: So many great partners. Hopefully, you guys are checking them all out. Yeah. Five Front Range Bojo's locations. Definitely check them out. You can go to their website at bojos.com. That's B-E-A-U-J-O-S.com. And tell them that we sent you so that do they'll it. keep partnering with us. Yeah. Um, moving along, mm-hmm. uh, 50 minutes into this podcast, into <laughs> the second segment, uh, we want to talk about some of these national championship games that are coming up. Um, yeah, great. First of all, do you want to go FCS or FBS first? Uh, your call. Let's go with FBS. Um, Monday night, is that a 6 o'clock kickoff? Uh, I think it's 6 o'clock kickoff and... Uh, firing it up right we now. are going to be here yep. at the studio Joined by Justin and michael. i and justin michael from mm-hmm. dnvr rams and we're going to be breaking down the game as soon as it ends mm-hmm. um we're still working on all the specific plans but we have a bunch of really cool ideas that i'm excited about um maybe get one of the broncos guys on with us too depending on what they have going on yeah but it's gonna be a lot of fun you guys can watch that on periscope on twitter and then we'll probably put it out in podcast form afterward yeah, basically we'll just be hanging out. If you guys have any questions, you can throw those in there and we'll talk about that stuff. But there are a lot of draft prospects
1: yeah, no in doubt. this game.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's
1: the best of the best. This is an amazing matchup. Um, for starters, it's, I mean, early to say, but it's going to be one of those rare times where you're going to see the top quarterback one year go against the top quarterback the next year. In the national championship. In the natty Um Trevor Lawrence, potentially a generational talent at quarterback against, you know, a dude like um, Joe Burrow, who's just had an immaculate season. We'll see if he continues that. The wide receivers on either side are just outstanding. Running mm-hmm. backs on either side are NFL guys. Lloyd Cushenberry, the center from LSU, one of our favorite guys. By far, um, Yes. What's the name of the right tackle on Clemson? Uh, Tremaine Ancrum. Right, he's definitely a prospect to keep an eye on. I have that name just gives me trouble, um, so I know it yeah. sounds like I'm making it up. A N C H R U M. He's a he's a senior bowl guy. He's a guy that McChesney told me about a while back, like two years back. Um, him going against Clavon Chassen or however yep. I pronounce that's really intriguing. Um you know the you've got Christian Fulton and Grant Delpit going against <laughs> Clemson's like deep Clemson's wide receivers and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Who's the linebacker from LSU you like? And we've been seeing more in these mocks. Oh, Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, very athletic. We've barely Law, talked about athletic. him at all this year. And
0: I think that's a crazy thing to me is that there's just so much depth <laughs> in terms so of much draft talent. Like, we barely like, talked about some of these guys. There's like eight guys on both these teams who the Broncos could draft like
1: yeah, absolutely like
0: there's there's like a 50/50 chance that the Broncos come away with it just because of the way those numbers right. match up right. but then you look at where these guys play oh, and it yeah. becomes even more like right. two incredible receivers in T Higgins and Justin Jefferson uh,
1: it seems like it might be 50/50 better 50/50 the, the, the Broncos get one of those two right. guys right. it's it's pretty incredible
0: um you know you, you you named a bunch of names let's just uh the just best
1: matchups, the head-to-head. That's kind of what crave. I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: Um, and I don't even know where that starts. You know what? This isn't necessarily a head-to-head matchup, but these running backs, um, because they're going to be going back
1: and forth at the very least. Yeah. Um, in Clyde Edwards-Helaire from LSU, a guy that we think could be a target for Denver in like day three.
0: Yeah, early day three, probably. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And and he's he's just a speedy speedy little guy didn't play in the but, semifinal game
1: like, built like a fire hydrant. yeah
0: yeah he'd be a lot of fun and then obviously for clemson travis Etienne, dynamic uh, back who's mm. like a second round guy but sometimes those guys slip because of the way that the nfl i mean basically he's uh he's the same thing as clyde edwards a but yeah. with a little bit better vision a little yeah. bit more power and that's why he gets bumped up a couple rounds
1: um right right what do you want to see out of those guys um, yeah, I, I want to see Etienne and that dynamic speed and how it plays against the defense of LSU's quality, um, and I want to see the, that power and vision and contact balance from LSU's back.
0: Yeah, and I think the vision from the LSU back is what I'm most interested in, because mm-hmm. um, that's really the knock. Yep. If 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 you have, I mean, obviously he, he doesn't have quite as much power, but, but he's, seeing
1: Simmons go against them will be really interesting. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Can can he find the holes against this defense? Can he exploit them? Because I mean, that's what you really need when you're when you're playing teams that are not quite up to your uh, talent level, which is often the case with LSU. Absolutely, it's very easy to find those massive running lanes and just go and go and go, break off those big runs. But when things tighten up. And when it's really important to be pulling three yards out of every carry, mm-hmm. can you find the holes? Can you make that happen? And I think that that's a big question mark. That's part of the reason we're talking about him as a day three prospect instead of an earlier round guy. Absolutely.
1: I think I mean the the matchups that we're really concerned about are the corners against the wide receivers. Yep. Because either side of that equation are guys the Broncos could easily target. So how's Fulton handle uh, You know Higgins <laughs> and Justin Ross, who will be one of the top picks? And
0: also Derek Stingley, who's, right. who's
1: who's a guy who won't be in the draft this year. The freshman stud corner for LSU.
0: But he's a guy who, at points, has looked like the better player between oh, him and Christian absolutely.
1: Fulton. Absolutely.
0: And that's the best part, is that not only are there all the guys that are coming out this year, but you have... Big names who are going oh, to be big studs time. going forward. Big time. Um, really, this, this is such a Rashard great opportunity. Lawrence,
1: we've barely talked about him, but the defensive tackle for LSU, he'd be a great pick a little uh, further down the road. Yep. Um, you know, it's Isaiah Simmons, just Broncos fans who haven't seen a lot of Simmons, watch him. Watch how he's moved around and how he's utilized. Watch what he can do in coverage and think about how that could change the Broncos' defense and that... That back seven, watch these wide receivers. I mean, Clavon Chasson for, yeah, for right.
0: the, uh, the LSU defense, the pass right. rusher. You know, he's not a guy who looks like a great fit for the Broncos right now just because so they have those edge rushers. Need, right. But because of the season he's had, I wouldn't be surprised if he falls a little bit in the draft. And maybe he, he is a guy you can find late second and kind of move up. And then all of a sudden you have that rotation that they'd like to have in the past. I, um, think, he'll,
1: I think he'll go like top 20. You think so? I think it might go the other way where because there's not many edge rushers after Chase Young, someone like Chasson gets pushed up. Huh. You know, so I could see him like, we didn't get to the picks like Atlanta or Detroit if they traded down and add one of those second first-round picks from Miami, they could target a guy like that, you know? So, um, but, I mean, between 2020, 2021 – I think both wide receivers on both teams, both quarterbacks on both teams. So that's six already. Um, LSU, two guys in the secondary. Um, Isaiah Simmons, you have like eight first rounders in the next two drafts, and that might be a conservative estimate.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It is. It is. Um, a couple of names we haven't said. We've talked about the receivers. Justin Ross, the sophomore receiver from Clemson. Stud. Gonna be a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, just not this year. Um Jamar
1: Chase is the same way for LSU.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um one guy who we really haven't talked about much at all on this podcast, but who I think could be a great fit as a day three guy. Kayvon Wallace, the safety yes. from Clemson. Yes. Um, we were watching some tape earlier. He's their strong safety
1: nickelback. He's Very linebacker. Similar to how the Broncos utilized Will Parks in the second half of this. And if
0: Will Parks is gone, I think Kayvon Wallace is probably the front runner in terms, Perfect. Of, in terms of guys in the draft you could bring in. Absolutely. Uh, we've talked about that Xavier McKinney from Alabama, but he's. Probably a first, early, second round guy. Yep. um, Oh, right. Fills that same role. I think Kayvon Wallace can be a guy that you find in
1: the fourth round. Right. A little more gimmicky, but might fit better. Yeah. I like him a lot. I mean, he's exactly the type of guy Fanjo seems to really like. And we've barely talked about A.J. Terrell. Yeah. A guy we've mocked to the Broncos plenty. The The other outside cornerback, for um, Clemson, who's going to have a massive test against those two stud-wide receivers. But if he plays well, guess what? He's going to go, like, round one. Yeah. What what,
0: what do you expect to see? Um, you know, we've talked about the, the different ranges that these guys can fall. But I think, you know, we, we make our picks in the games. We might as well make the, our picks in these matchups. What happens when A.J. Terrell is matched up against Justin Jefferson?
1: I think he'll be somewhat eaten alive. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I really do too. Yeah. I think
0: Justin Jefferson, he's so hot right
1: now. Oh, dear. he just looks unstoppable. Well, and it's the combination of him and Burrow. So Jefferson might not be the biggest or the fastest, though he is 6'3". Yeah. Um, but he's so good at kind of gaining position and going coming back to the ball on those back shoulder type throws. And Burrow's IQ, accuracy and touch has been so on point. Where they they just do that back shoulder game all game <sighs> long, and there's really like kind of no way of
0: stopping. And I think this is my favorite part of Justin Jefferson. He was a three-star, kind of a low three-star guy out of yeah. high school. Yeah. Nobody thought he was going to be any good. Uh, he I, he's the type of guy sixth
1: best prospect in the state of Louisiana, three
0: hundred and eighth receiver. Jesus.
1: And so he's he's had the same concerns follow
0: him where it's like, what are you even good at?
1: Right, right, right. You're not
0: that big. You're not right. that fast. You're not. Right. You're not. Skip- but it still works, and it worked in high school. Mm-hmm. And LSU took a chance on him despite mm-hmm. seeing all this stuff. Uh, that I, mean, you, you send him yeah. to Colorado. Nobody is talking about it. Right. Nobody would mention it on Twitter, which is just so crazy. And he's right. done the same thing in college, where he's been dominant despite not Getting having that elite trade. I think. I think this is really his last little. Look at me,
1: yep. guys! I'm actually this good. and Last it's going chance to, be to huge. dunk on people. Delpit and Fulton—they have to tackle in space, man. Uh-huh. That's been the knock on them this year. And if they don't, these are house calls for Clemson. And
0: it's—and and also, you're going to see Travis Etienne get up to that third level. They're going to be one-on-one with situations. I mean, those are game-changing situations where yes, either sir. who knows—it's a—it's a, it's a third-down stop or he's off and running. Yep. What do you expect to see? Do you, th- do you think they'll be able to live up to it? Make some tackles? Do you think they're going to continue to have that be I think the they'll
1: continue to struggle. I think this will be a bit of a um a bit of a shootout. Oh, um, okay. I want to see what what the line is. LSU's favored by 6. Oof. Man, it's going to be tough cuz LSU's done this to better defenses than Clemson's. Um and so I see where Vegas is coming from. Then again, Clemson's like never lost in my daughter's lifetime. <laughs> I, I know. Saying and, something. And,
0: that's the th- and that's why I'm so excited about this game because I feel like you have to be a seven-point favorite over Clemson yeah. to actually beat them.
1: Yeah, basically. Like
0: you have to have that much of a talent advantage. Yeah. It's going to be a great
1: game. It's such a toss-up, man. I mean, I guess it's time to make picks here. Who? What I, you got? Let's
0: do one more. T. Higgins... Versus Christian Fulton.
1: Yeah. Who you got? I think I have Higgins. Do you? Similar to how I have Jefferson because of who's throwing him the ball.
0: But also behind Fulton, you have Grant Delpit helping out. Yeah, I know. You know it's not like he's all alone on that island.
1: I know. And, I mean, for all we know, Higgins might be – in coverage. Uh, Stingley might be in coverage on Higgins, and Ross might be on Fulton, which might be the least favorable, the less favorable matchup for Fulton. So huh. it's a, like, it's a toughie. It's and, really tough. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Also, do you want to do... I just think it's kind of going to be offense all all day. You do? Like, I think Chasson might be one of the few defenders who wins his matchup. Okay. Against, um... Uh, what's Ar- his name? Arkham. Arkham.
0: And Ankrum Ankrum, thank you. Yeah. Um so yeah. How how excited are you in terms of like all the ways this could have played out? Oh, I'm I'm pretty hyped.
1: Yeah. Um to have seen Clemson against Ohio State first and now to get Clemson against LSU. Oof.
0: I did want to see We're Justin spoiled. Jefferson against Jeffrey Okuda. I yeah. thought that could have been a lot of fun, but we'll we'll lose that one matchup but pick up a bunch of others. I know that would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, to see like Burrow going against the, the school he transferred from and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um, again, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, Hopefully, you, you guys LSU are excited. Six. We are. Oh. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Clemson to win. Ooh. And I really hate saying that, but they just don't lose. No, it's don't. the same thing where, you know, I guess maybe not this year, but you, you pick the Patriots even if they're the third best team in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where Clemson's at right now. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to say it. I it's so, so hard to say and it. Back forth. Oh, seriously. But yeah,
1: I think I kind of agree. I think I kind of agree. I think Clemson in the end pulls it out.
0: I mean, don't forget, like, it's not like Clemson isn't a great football team. Like, sure. No, Clemson's L- unbelievable. LSU has all these guys, but Trevor Lawrence throwing to T. Higgins, Justin Ross, and then you have Travis Etienne in the backfield. Yeah. yeah. That's so tough to beat.
1: And some real studs on defense. Too. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons, who can take yeah. over. Like, he, he, I mean, Xavier Thomas, over the, middle of the, the, field. the sophomore D end, is maybe the best defender on either side of the ball for either team. Wow. He's not Some even draft-eligible, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Reluctantly, I take Clemson Whew, I'm with him.
0: Okay, well, there we go. Um, like FCS I said, though. hopefully you guys are going to be hanging out with us Monday night. Oh, we'll right, be right, in right. the studio, yep, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun talking Absolutely. about this game. Yeah. Um, we are over an hour, halfway through the second segment. Um, let's talk about this FCS matchup Saturday. What time is it on Saturday? 10
1: a.m., Mountain time. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Nice way to start it on ABC. It is the undefeated North Dakota state bison against James Madison university, 14 and one for James Madison. We had a, you know, I forget which one of our listeners who's, I couldn't apologize more, um, was is a James Madison alum and was talking up their quarterback, Ben Denucci. Um, He's certainly a name to watch. He's he's got the pro size, though. You know, this will be a real test. Um, for Danucci's had thrown up twenty-seven touchdowns, five picks this year. Um, gotta see the the pro style type looks. The real talent here, I think, is on defense, where James Madison has Rondell Carter, senior D end, who's coming off an amazing season. Six-three, two-sixty-nine, uh, very productive.
0: And, you know, what you often see at the FCS level is that the game is won in the trenches even more than in uh, the FBS level. Uh, Just because you don't have the same, like, massive talent outside, but you can still get those homegrown 6'8", 300-and-something pounders. And that's really been North Dakota State's identity. They had Carson Wentz, but they still started everything with that ground game. And that's kind of been their formula for forever. Uh, It's the same thing on the defensive side where you get these just big, massive guys and it, it turns into ugly football. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, on the other side of the ball, you have Derek Tuska, a uh, lineman for North Dakota State, who was another FCS uh, first-teamer, and John Dacca is another uh, all-FCS edge for James Madison. So, I mean, in the trenches, you've got three All-Americans between these two teams, yep. and on the offensive side, both have one all-lineman. Um as a first-team All-American, though both of those are juniors, so not as interesting for us, for the purposes of projecting to the
0: NFL. Also worth noting, uh, as much as North Dakota State gets the the kind of brand as the, you know, the FCS football program at this point, and that's yeah. fair. They've won uh, what's what is it? I think six of the last seven. Yeah. No, I think it's seven of the last eight national championships. Far too many. <laughs> yes. But James Madison has been around there in that conversation. James Madison actually won that other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also played two years ago, North Dakota State. Again, these are two teams winning in the trenches. Yeah. North Dakota State beat James Madison in 2017, 17-13. Right. I think that that's neck the kind of neck. game
1: that we really expect to see here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, these are two blue-bud programs. I've definitely scouted guys from either program just about every year. I forget who the cornerback from James Madison we were watching a lot of tape of last year was. Um another name to watch is Jabril Cox, the yep. junior linebacker yep. for North Dakota State. He's right up there. Um he
0: uh he is really incredible. He's one of the few guys in the co- uh, in the FCS that I could compare to uh Dante Olsen and say that he really belongs there. Uh Really? Fourth fourth uh f- runner up. Like fourth overall, third runner up. How do you, I don't even know how you say it. He was fourth in the uh, defensive player of the year voting last year. I believe he's a finalist again this year. Uh-huh. Um, he he fits well as an NFL prospect, speedy linebacker. That's what you want to see. Uh, he's going to be fun to watch for sure.
1: Dimitri Holloway, another linebacker on James Madison's side, who got some love this year. Undersized, but I want to watch how well he moves against these top guys and again. see if he could be a fit. FCS Adam players Smith. all have knocks, right? Like oh. there's a reason they're
0: FCS players, Absolutely. and if the knock is size, there's a chance that that doesn't really matter at the next right. level,
1: right? You just That's have true. to see. Adam Smith, a DB for James Madison, he's another guy to watch. I mean, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of the the top guys in the FCS are in this game. Uh, so if you want to kind of get a start on some small school scouting, this is a great game to watch on Saturday morning. I know we will, and we'll probably be texting back and forth watching these guys.
0: Yep. Um, I think there is one more FCS guy that we want to talk about in this new segment that we're yeah. uh, yep. trying to debut. So so the plan is, and we're going to kind of adjust based on how things go, but we want to start highlighting a small school prospect every week or m- maybe somebody who's really overlooked mm-hmm. who isn't a small school guy. Uh, try to expand the depth of knowledge. At this point, I think we all have a pretty good grasp of who the first rounders are. But who are these right. sixth-rounders? Who are these fifth, mm-hmm. seventh, you know? Yeah. And and to do that, we want to spend a couple of minutes on each show talking about one of them, and we are going to debut the segment with my guy, Dante Olson, yep. from uh, the University of Montana. Uh, potential fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Again, it's just so hard to project this far out because the the level of competition is significantly different. You have to see in dante's case what he can do at the shrine game Mm -hmm. how does he look out there Um, and then you get into the pro days get all the measurables and things kind of start to take shape uh so we both watched a little bit of tape i've been watching him for a few years obviously dre what what is his strength
1: to you a little different than what I expected. Um, I kind of expected a thumper whose uh, sideline-to-sideline side mobility wouldn't be great. 6'3", um, 240. He's a big guy with right, big pads, and he plays behind racked up him. like 300-plus tackles in the last two
0: He's weeks. He's led the FCS in tackles the last two seasons. Uh, this year he had the most at all levels of college football, D3 through whatever. He had 176. Right.
1: It's unbelievable. It's um, it's insane production. But yet what really stands out, while he he runs a little awkwardly downhill. It's um, it's
0: interesting to watch.
1: Doesn't have like isn't always super powerful, like blowing up blocks or what have you. But he moves well sideline to sideline and you can see that Ability to read and react and just get to the ball and be in the right spaces, not get exploited in that underneath coverage, a little more range than you'd think, dropping backwards um, to cover a little more ground. He, he almost looks in that underneath better coverage. moving
0: backwards mm-hmm. and sideways than he does... Running forward. Not at all what I expected. No. He, Not in the slightest. Um, You see some great pass breakups and zone coverage right. across the middle where he's right. closing down, yeah. getting his hand on the ball. Uh, you right, see like good ball skills. Yes. Like has those hands almost to
1: kind of pounce on it.
0: Like I, I wouldn't say he's a quick twitch player by any means, but no. almost like quick, quick tit twitch arms and that they yeah. just kind of go where I mean, they're supposed to go.
1: I think his eyes are on point. I Mm -hmm. think his ability to read and react, to see the ball, he's not surprised by too many things. We did see him take a bad angle at one point. Um, You know, like taking on blocks isn't great, but really good at shooting gaps and kind of timing that kind of stuff. The IQ, I mean, the IQ is there. The tackling ability is really intriguing. Um, You just wonder... Is he athletic enough to play on third down? Is he enough of a thumper to play on the first two downs?
0: Yeah, and I think either one of those are really decent questions. Um, and and I think that's why a lot of Montana fans are so high on him. Because you see both those and say, well, look at what he does. There's a good chance like he just is a monster in the running game. Like, he pretty much has been at the FCS level, again, averaging 13 tackles a game sure. for this season. He, sure. he had 10 solo tackles in the game is against Oregon. He was no. the one guy who looked like he really actually belonged on that field. He he does have that upside of being a guy who looks pretty good in coverage. Maybe he just needs a little bit smaller shoulder pads so that he looks <laughs> yeah. nimble. <'cause> those <laughs> yeah. things are massive.
1: Um, yeah, and I mean a little more training. Like, you know, we always yep. knock the whole combine training and stuff. That does... Help guys kind of find another gear and and get into a shape that fits the NFL. Yeah. Like it, it
0: turns them into NFL bodies instead of being you know big and muscular and fast, 100%. and they do all these things. But there's a there's a way that NFL players are built.
1: He's definitely he's one of these um, players in this year's class who would be like a first team all production team
0: easily. Again. 176 tackles. Cannot stress oh, that. Oh no, that's absurd. And I interceptions, mean, at any level. That's breakups. absurd. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's a. Uh, well, and you think Darius Leonard was like a D two guy? Yeah. So I mean, we've seen top linebackers come from smaller schools, smaller than the Grizz, certainly, who are better than, um, you know, some some group of five schools, frankly.
0: Yeah, and and you look at uh, kind of the the history of linebackers that Montana has produced. Um, and, again, right now it's Dante Olsen. Next year they have Jace Lewis, who's a guy who is kind of having an ascension that, like Dante's, wasn't necessarily expected. Um, right. But then in the past you have Brock Coyle, a guy who oh didn't yeah, have nearly the same production that Dante had, but stuck around with the 49ers, <laughs> had a few starts over yeah. the course of a 5 your career and th- there are a bunch of those guys i kind of liked him he moved well yeah he did and and so now dante is kind of the next in this line of linebackers who montana fans have seen at least get a shot at the nfl level at least yeah. stick around for a couple years and he's just head and shoulders better than any of them and yep. that's where a lot of this at least internal hype comes from
1: yeah shrine game will be big for him it'll be massive for him, proving he belongs with the big boys and can Be a standout and kind of a magnet to you know, it's just always around the ball, always around
0: the ball, constantly. Uh, again, just so impressed with his game. And you know, we've also talked about how, and I said it earlier in this show, there's a reason guys go to the FCS instead of the FBS. Mm -hmm. Uh, His was,
1: as we learned today, he went to a high school with uh, 250 students, right? Small school guy, kind of in rural Oregon, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. Um, just going to the Grizz was probably a pretty big offer for him, frankly.
0: Yeah, because you just don't see that. His dad was—he's a Hall of Fame, uh, Oregon S- college South football Southern coach, Oregon, Southern Oregon. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, like it's a—it's a it's, it's scouted guys from Southern Oregon. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like it's cool. Yeah, yeah so no, so I mean, so he does have a, a great bit of that story pedigree as well. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and you can see it's like a—it's kind of in his lineage. He's a smart dude. Yep. Um, and I've you were saying earlier in the year in that Oregon game, like, the one guy that looked like he belonged on the Grizz.
0: For sure. Yeah. And and to go back to the smart thing, I had friends and roommates who were on projects with him in the business school. and like, yeah, super smart guy. He could do the whole thing himself, and he kind of wanted to. Not all that He's talkative.
1: An all-academic first-teamer as well, right? Oh,
0: yeah. He, he, he also was on uh, – he, he went out to the Sugar Bowl. They had, like, the whole group of guys. Oh, right, 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 uh, right. I forget what they call that. All-state good works team member. Um, means you're. That's here. almost like selling him short, but you I know, know. So the reason he got that is that he's like pen pals with a class of uh like third graders maybe, mm-hmm. in uh, Northern California, and so when he cool. went out there with the Grizz to play, I can't remember if it was Sacramento State. I think it was Sacramento State. That whole class took like the three hour bus ride to go up to the game, and like they took all the pictures. Oh, that's fun. So that's just, yeah. So good, good guy, guy. <laughs> smart on and
1: off the field, yeah. does his things. Now, I don't think he's gonna blow up the combine. I don't either. Um, so it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how the NFL values him. But yeah. I was telling you, he's got some elements of Todd Davis, he's got some elements of Josie Jewell to his game.
0: I think so. Um
1: when we come back, we are going to
0: dig into your questions, yep. Uh, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, luckily there are only three because we are an hour and 15 minutes into this thing. Yeah. We've gotten long before we get there. Uh, let's talk just a tiny bit about our friends at a uh, Strava craft coffee. Let's do it. We love Strava craft coffee. Uh, wish we got to tell you about them more because again, what they do is something that like Dante Olson is kind of tough to define. There's a lot of intangibles to it. Uh, It just makes you feel better. If you're having headaches, if you're having anxiety, if you're having IBS, uh, love talking about that one, um, it can help. It's CBD-infused coffee. Uh, It's changing lives. The reviews are incredible. Check out the reviews and then see if you can stop yourself from trying it out. It's going to be tough. Also, it's just good coffee. Uh, It's rich, tasty, could not recommend it more. Um, Big time. Even if you aren't interested in the CBD aspects, Get it because it's good coffee and get it because you can get 20% off with the code DNVR20 at checkout and they'll ship it straight to you. Um, It's a great entryway uh, into CBD if that's something that you've been wanting to try. Uh, Give them a call, check them out, order, use the code DNVR20 and you Mm -hmm. will not be disappointed. Okay, Uh, into the questions. Uh, Dre, you want to take the first one?
1: Yeah, let's do it. This is from Manning's Forehead. Great name. If Ruggs (laughs) is gone, I'd go O-line or Simmons in the first and get Brandon Ayuk in the second. Might be a little biased considering I go to ASU, but he just has incredible speed and balance. Yeah. um, I mean, when you look at the speed targets in this draft, um, well... Someone else will suggest Jalen Ragar a little later. Uh, Jeff Thomas from Miami is one of those guys. Ayuk, though, can kind of be a forgotten guy in that in that group um, that has speed. And with Devontae Smith not being in the class anymore, when you look at that second or third tier of wide receivers who can bring speed, Ayuk's very intriguing. So I agree with you. I just worry that O-line, the value might not match up at 15 because as we mocked, mm-hmm the top guys are going to be gone. If if so. you get
0: one of those top guys, that's great. Again, you you have Wills who I mean, he might even be a guard.
1: To me he To you, me he's a right tackler guard.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and then you have Werfs who again, high upside, but questions. Is questions. is he a left tackle? Mm-hmm. He might be a right tackle as well. And then what? You're throwing Juwan James <laughs> over yeah. to the other side?
1: I think he fits well at left tackle. I think okay. he did his best work. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there are some deficiencies to his game. He is raw. He's still extremely young. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to be developed. He could very easily struggle his first year. In fact, I anticipate he'd struggle. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew Thomas isn't a possibility, and there's none of the interior guys I think would be worth. So, you know, that the options at 15 come down to, like, Wharf's drops or... Go to something else if you ask me. And it's like I said earlier, you know, if there
0: was a, a guy who would be just a decent value at left tackle at 15, that'd be ideal. Problem yeah. is, there isn't. And yeah. so you're kind of stuck. And like you said, Simmons looks like the best fit who is going to be available. Um One more point on Ruggs, uh, and again, Iuk, is that there is a lot of speed in that tier. There's Ayuk, there's Rhaegar, like you said, De- yeah. Devin Duvernay. There's a whole bunch yeah. of guys who yeah. can run. K.J. Hamler. Yeah. And that right. almost makes me more tempted to get a big guy in the first round if mm. that's how things fall, just because I don't necessarily like the big guys you get late. You know, uh, you get the guy from Minnesota, uh, Tyler Johnson, yeah. maybe Michael Pittman. You know, There's, there's some talent. Sure, but, sure. but what really stands out in that next tier, that second, third-round tier of receivers, is the speed, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's a decent point. I mean, there's a lot of size, you know, uh, the guys you okay. just mentioned, uh, Jefferson, Higgins, all those guys. It's, you know, the the big wide receiver you target, or big wide receivers you target at fifteen. It's like CD Lamb or Visca. Maybe worst Higgins. are right are running like a, a low four five.
0: At very worst, yeah. Yeah, very worst. I mean, the hyperound They're almost is like speed guys. Gonna crack four four. We'll see. We'll see. That'd um, be crazy again. So much more information to come. Yeah. Love Iyuk, though, and I love right. a couple other guys who are kind of similar players around there as well. Right. Um, I'll go with uh, True Champ fan twenty four. Sure. Guys, as always, love the pod. Draft season is one of my favorite things on earth. I here, take here. vacation time off work to sit at home and watch the combine. So the nice. more draft, the better. Uh, that sounds incredible. I wish I, I always had class during the combine. Now my job is to watch the combine, and I am so excited. Uh, I'm all about taking two wideouts back-to-back to to help lock as long as the O-line can be addressed in free agency. Yep. Uh, I'd be okay with another possession guy like Higgins or Jefferson and then adding a burner in the second round or even trading back into the end of the first for a Jalen Rager. Yep. Kind of what I was saying. Obviously, that is a giant luxury to trade back into the first for another wide receiver, but I can't help to think about the four horsemen they unleashed back in 2012-2013. I think it was DT, Decker, Welker, and Julius Thomas. Right. How nice is that? Could you, could you imagine just taking Decker, DT, Welker, and Julius Thomas and just replacing all the receivers right now with them? Yeah, that would
1: be nice. It, I but wonder I mean, what that group worked well.
0: I wonder how they would actually look you know like like what how much do the offense change does do you consistently put up 30 points with drew lock at quarterback and those guys (sighs) man i don't know i think he'd be pretty close um i know lock is far from peyton in the head but he is far more gifted as far as natural ability but add sutton jefferson or higgins and rager uh fant and phil this offense could be explosive as long as gangs doesn't hold back sorry for the longer comment love y'all go grizz
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, can't go can't go wrong with that. I I don't know how much they need a Jefferson or Higgins. That's not necessarily a you you wouldn't want to double target. up on like the big size type guy with Sutton. I don't think you need to. And if I'm going bigger, I want more yak ability than those guys okay. really bring. Yeah, that that CD lay only slips. hang up right.
0: Visca available. Those right. are the big guys you'd be interested in. Yeah, huh? Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the rest of the plan, I think, you know, going back-to-back wide outs, That's fine, fine by me. Yeah. I've, I've said all along, I'd like to come out of this draft with two alignment and two wide receivers. I agree. Um, you well, don't need to go back-to-back, but at when it's all said and done, take advantage of the depth If you of go third receiver round, receiver sixth round,
0: yeah. third round, seventh round, that works too. Do it, it just depends on where you see the value, how much you like these guys. Right. I personally like these top-end receivers a lot better than I like, you know, snagging a Denzel Mims in the fifth or sixth round. Right. Um. I also want to take a second to point out, you know, when we say two receivers, that means you have those two. You have Sutton, you have Deshaun Hamilton, and likely Tim Patrick. Juwan m- Winfrey. M- and then Juwan Winfrey if you want to keep a sixth. Uh, yeah. Deontay Spencer if you want to keep a sixth. Although right. it's likely you're going to get a speed guy and he might become expendable. Right. Uh, Juwan Winfrey, also probably a practice squad candidate. Um. Given that
1: he hasn't played, I don't
0: think anybody's yeah. going to try to No, I think him. you're right. And so that's why I like that there. I'm There's a lot your of
1: big wide receiver, though.
0: Yep. And I've seen a lot of guys go after two cornerbacks, which I'm a little bit more skeptical of. Yeah, I don't think you need to. You go because you have Bryce Callahan. You have you know Duke Dawson. You have Bosby. Um, I think you're probably getting Chris Harris or a free agent. Right. And uh, and
1: still Yadam and Devontae
0: Harris. And, and so those would be your sixth and seventh cornerbacks.
1: Right. Plus Will Parks, who was your nickelback, if they re-sign him. So, yeah, want to see an abundance.
0: I want to see those young cornerbacks get a chance to develop more than I want to see the young receivers mm-hmm. get a chance to develop. And that's that's why I would rather get two receivers as opposed to something yeah. like two cornerbacks. Agreed. Agreed. Um, we can move on. Uh, I'll take this one, too. Uh, Bronco Born, Bronco bred says... Got a buddy who's going to be in this draft, and just curious what y'all think of him, J.R. Reed from Georgia. Yep, I've definitely is he the safety?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, I, he's there strong. I do like him. I do like oh, yeah. him. He's um, great in the box, man. He's yep. an ass kicker, terrific tackler. He's been a stud for for Georgia for a couple of years. I think we were watching a little of him while we tried to figure out how the Buffs would use Onu. Yes, because in Mel Tucker's yep. defense, that's. Uh, You know that's a position we were focused on. So I mean, we followed him a decent amount. Just feels like somewhat limited. You know, he's that in the box guy, um, who who can cover well and kind of that underneath zone. If if the action is kept in front of him, he'll close down on you. I really like him as a dime
0: you know mm. instead of being the nickel like Will Parks and I think he could probably play there as well. Um yeah,
1: I I'd, I'd be reluctant to have him chasing and running after guys. Okay.
0: So so you think pretty much exclusively a dime or you know as like a true safety. Right, a true but, strong but, safety. But in but the, the Broncos, Broncos. kind of have that filled with Kareem Jackson and yeah. uh Justin Simmons.
1: But again, if you feel like, "Oh man, we didn't get the corner we wanted, but we did re-sign Will Parks. We still have Justin Simmons. Maybe we are better off putting Jackson back to play some more corner." and a guy like J.R. Reed could be that strong safety from time to
0: time. Yep, and that's his path to the Broncos. Um, for other teams, sure. there's definitely going to be more value there. Right. Um, to continue with the comment, has always had an incredible work ethic, and his story is pretty great, too. Don't know much about that. Yeah. Um, also, what do you all think of trading back from 15 and taking Kenneth Murray? Oof. Okay. Think him and A.J. could be dominant together. Also, I'm not so sure that DuVernay should be available in the third round. Being an OU fan, I witnessed him firsthand uh, how good that dude is. Um. Yeah. So, just to dig back through, um, I don't know anything about a story. I do think he might be worth looking into. I like some of those late round safeties who so you can put in the box, mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms
1: of trading back for Kenneth Murray, uh, I don't know. I I, I mean, don't. I like h- Kenneth Murray in that forty to fifty range. I think he's an ass kicker. Like the guy mm-hmm. is tough as nails. I worry that him and AJ, there's not enough coverability. There's not enough mobility. There's not enough sideline to sideline. I think both can be a little too aggressive, and having both of them together could get them in trouble.
0: What do you think of the idea of trading down?
1: I don't mind it. You don't? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. See, because it's kind of a tough one because you have so many picks, getting some top-end talent. And like we saw, I think that 15 is really the spot where you feel like you're going to get somebody you like. As right. soon as you fall down to sixteen, right. seventeen, then maybe all those guys we we're talking about are off the board and you know, Christian Fulton could be the guy who's there who Right, right. Trevon necessarily Diggs, someone like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's not necessarily what you want. If you do trade back, I do think you want to trade up into the second round as well. I think I yeah, think Yeah, or
1: from the second round trade up into the late first. Get two late first round yeah. picks. Yeah. Uh
0: or get that late first early second, and also a mid-second. right? And and make sure that you're still getting some of that value. Yeah, Um, Use some of those picks you make to move back up. I really like 15, though.
1: Yeah, no, I think it works. And, I mean, if I'm trading down, but I've got Isaiah Simmons staring me in the face, I'd much rather Simmons than Kenneth Murray, for example.
0: Yep, yep. Um, And, you know, I was kind of concerned about 15, Seeing how it fell, though, I, I like It kind of worked out. Yep. Yeah, It, it would have been nice out. to get your pick of all those guys instead of sure, whatever's left, right, but I right. can't really complain about it. Yeah, I mean,
1: you of think more. of what happened with picks 11 through 14. If you were drafting 11th or 12th, y- you like that a lot more. But mm-hmm. still, it's like it, it, ma- it almost makes the decision easier. It's going to be one of these guys drops, and you just take it, set, and forget. And you know, move on with And it. there's
0: the chance to just build around that. And I think that's – I mean, this draft in particular – Whatever happens, it is pretty easy to fill all the spots you want to fill. Right, right. Um, if it is Isaiah Simmons, and there's that second-tier tackles we've talked about, that next-tier receivers we talked about, um, really all those third-round picks help a lot. Right. Because um, there's a bunch of guys in positions of need there. Outside of linebacker, where I think you probably do have to reach a little bit to get a guy like Troy Die in mm. that area, um, there is that depth, and that's why I think maybe Simmons in the first round would be so great because yeah. we like so many of the tackles, so many of the receivers
1: afterward. As far as Duvernay, yeah, maybe he goes a little higher than the third, not by much. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm because just the size knock is going to get him, and you got to see how he tests because it's such a deep wide receiver. Exactly,
0: course. and you have you know Ayuk there, you have Ray Rager there, you have uh, Justin Jefferson. Who knows where he's going to go? Right. Uh, right. Yeah, that second tier of wide receivers,
1: Denzel Mims from Baylor, who, who was just outstanding. Um, There's you know, just so many options. guys yeah.
0: that he isn't falling because he's necessarily a third round talent, but because in this receiver class, he he might be stuck falling there. Um, love the comments as always. Uh, keep them up. Keep the questions coming. Hopefully, you guys will join us for our post game chat for the national championship on yeah, Monday. We do want to do
1: that live. We'll, we'll have it on Periscope and Twitter and what have you.
0: can there. throw your questions at us there based yeah. on the game, based on other things, uh, maybe even that FCS championship game. Uh, right. So much fun stuff to talk about, and we hope we'll see you all there, just like we hope to see you at Sports Column tonight. Again, keep the questions coming. Love that. And we'll be back next week.
1: Ah, uh, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.